Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your weekend at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in red water. Yes, because coffee is not red. It is not. That would that would not be a good fit. No, it is not. So now, if they made some kind of drink that was basically blood, <laughs> that might fit. I don't think they're going to do that. So, all right, uh, wherever you are in our great state, got me thinking about a blood drink now. You can go to Strange Brew Coffee. I wish you could see the look on Robbie's face. He looks like in my, in my pimp chair. First off, he's sitting. I got all right. I got to do it. I'm getting a screenshot. Wait, not, no, not no. now because like no, you know, I, I don't. You know, I don't. That's I'm my point though. You had like this look on your face, like you just made a, a vampire joke, like a blood drink, and you look like a vampire. You don't. You're not wearing all black, but you got like the long hair and the and the skinny face. You're just like. You think I'm skinny? I mean, comparatively, yeah. Well, thank you. There's a lot of people that that say I'm overweight. Those people are wrong. I mean, you're six foot four. You got the frame to put some have some pounds. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, can I not? Can I not like cultivate a little mass for the first time? I'm cultivating mass. When I was like a sophomore in high school, I weigh 185 pounds. Then I lose all this weight. I'm down to 155, and and everybody says I'm a cancer patient. And then all of a sudden, you know, I can actually put on some weight. Yeah. Do you want to guess what I weighed when I graduated high school? How tall are you? 5'10". 200? Close. 25? 195. 195? Wow. They called me fat then. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Those were the days. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Go there to order coffee. Uh, College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you are looking for. Doesn't have to just be for your your, your body either. Doesn't have to just be for clothes, although they have a great selection. And you need to check out that when you go online, check out the on sale page. They've got a lot of great deals there on some cool gear that's just on sale right now. You can get it for some, and in some cases up to 50, 60% off. So check that out. Or you can go to their two locations in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or like I said, shop online, collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's best restaurant, the best lunch in town, the best dinner, the best Sunday brunch. You know it as well as I do. It's been a Starkville institution since the day it opened its doors. It's part of a great local group of restaurants. I, I can't stress enough how much I want you to eat local when you're here in Starkville. And Restaurant Tyler is the number one 
place on the list. Head over there this weekend and enjoy a great meal at what restaurant, Tyler. Priority One Bank, 16 locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you and open an account today so you can build a relationship with your local bank. Eat local, shop local, bank local. That's the key. And when you do that, you build that relationship. When you need to make a decision about a loan, you're talking to the people you've already been talking to. It's not put on somebody's it's not put on somebody's shoulders outside your local bank branch. That's the difference Priority One Bank gives you. Everything's done locally. Check them out today. 16 locations throughout Central Mississippi. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. I want to give a shout out to the Washington Commanders because I was locked in and ready, Robbie, to be like, gosh, it's going to be like, he's going to go at like 27. It's going to be 1230 at night before we can talk. But the Commanders did us a solid as they take Emmanuel Forbes with the number 16 overall pick, uh, the second cornerback off the board. All the concerns about his weight, uh, just put aside the film one out, the, the the track record, the stats one out, and now Emmanuel Forbes becomes the fifth Bulldog selected in the last five years to go in the first round, back-to-back years for the Bulldogs with Charles Cross a season ago, and now Emmanuel Forbes, number 16 overall. This is a really good pick for everybody but Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Yeah, going to have to see him a couple of times a year. You don't want to see that. I'm I'm just happy he didn't go to anywhere else in the AFC North. You he wasn't going to go to my that. team. You were worried that he was going to go to Baltimore. Yeah, or someplace like that. You know, I, I thought that the Steelers might – he might slip to the Steelers. But when they when they moved up and yeah. they made that trade with the Patriots, I knew they weren't going to take Forbes there. But um, I'm happy with that pick, by the way. But I'm just – I'm really happy that – People just did their homework here with Forbes. I was I was getting concerned about the the mindset of these NFL GMs and people like that who make these decisions. Whenever we hear, um, you know, Will Levis is you know a guy that could go very high in the draft, and you know, I I, I thought in December when we saw what Bryce Young did to um, was it Kansas State they played? Yeah. I forget yeah, it. Yeah. We saw what he what they did there. I mean, I, I remember thinking, how can anybody watch these two quarterbacks and pick mm-hmm. Will Levis for him? And so that was something that kind of transpired. You get first pick in the draft is, is Bryce Young. And then a very similar situation here with um, Emmanuel Forbes, mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, a lot of people are saying he's too skinny. Um, he's not going to be able to take the rigors of the NFL. And he goes in the top 20 picks. And I think it's just – it's one of those deals where you just watch the film and you watch the film and you watch his athleticism, you see his, his 40 time, and you say, I mean, at the end of the day, this guy competed against the best and was one of the best defensive backs in the country. You can't pass on him. So good for the um, commanders making this pick because I, I think it's going to turn out to be one that they do not regret. Yeah, the commanders are an interesting team now under new ownership, so they're sort of out from underneath the cloud of Daniel Snyder. And you know, now they've got a rich, you know, multi-billion dollar guy who looks like he's one of who's already a sports owner, so he understands, you know, how important it is uh to to, you know, to the way the team building works. And I, you know, Washington is a team that, you know, I feel like is kind of on the on the on the rise a little bit. You know, they they showed you some flashes here and there. They've got some talented young players. You know, I, I I did think that at 16, I was like, man, Levis is right there, and they're just not set at quarterback. They might go that route. Thankfully for for that franchise and its fans, one of my good friends, Craig Carter, 
is a big Washington Redskin fan, and I know he, I know you know Craig as well. So we, we, I'm glad he doesn't have to suffer through that. He's over the moon right now that uh, one of his favorite players, Emmanuel Forbes, is now on his favorite uh, NFL team. Wow, I, I feel like for me, if you've listened to this podcast a long time, the last few years, you know that I have been what the wrestling fans would call a mark. For Emmanuel Forbes. I like the guy. I think he's an outstanding football player. I enjoyed watching him play at Mississippi State. I, I I just don't have a lot of doubt in my mind that he is going to be a very good pro, that he's going to continue to pick off passes, that he's going to continue to get off, get into the end zone. Well, it's just, you know, you have a guy that he's got, you know, that typical state of Mississippi mindset is chip on your shoulder. Everybody's counted you out uh, most of your life. I mean, he was a four-star kid, but mm-hmm. you know, nobody expected him to play as a true freshman right. and be a freshman All-American and set all those records. And then, you know, nobody expected him to have the three-year career that he had at cornerback. And nobody expected him to go in the first round, um, at least not, you know, when he went to the combine and weighed 165. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were saying, you know, this guy's way too skinny. I think they, they, they made the remark on the uh, broadcast tonight that, one of the smallest cornerbacks taken in like the last 25 years or something um, in the yeah. NFL draft. So he, he is, I believe, the first ever player. If I'm correct, I could be wrong on this, but I remember reading this stat, Robbie. He is the first ever player under 175 pounds to go in the first round. That's wild. That's really At wild. At least, I guess, in the modern but, era of, of the NFL. I'm sure like back in the, the old days, there was some 150-pound running back. But for now... Yeah. Well, it just tells you how incredible of a player that he is. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you have that big of a red flag, and it is a red flag to NFL GMs, mm-hmm. and you come out of it and you're in the you're going in the first round uh, in the top twenty picks, you're a pretty daggum good football player. They were able to put away the fact that he was a, a skinny, really skinny guy, really light, mm-hmm. and say this this is a guy we just can't pass on. But I think what you have here is you have a guy that has the ability to be, you know, one of the one of the better playmaking cornerbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He has that kind of ability. He has the, you know, he's got the the length, he's got the the catch radius, he's got the leaping ability, the speed of a wide receiver. But he's playing defensive back. He's got defensive back skills. So I, I really believe that. I mean, I'm looking at Emmanuel Forbes. I think he's going to be a guy that we're talking about. You know, week after week in the NFL, as just killing it, breaking up passes, intercepting passes. I think he's going to be one that you know a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of really good cornerbacks. You don't really see them that much because they're locking down guys. He's going to be one that you see a lot. He's going they're they're going to throw the ball at him some, but he's going to be making some plays out there. I, I really think he's going to be one of the favorites around the league uh, for teams watching him uh, because of his playmaking ability. I didn't realize, according to this roster, Cam Dantzler is in Washington as well. Oh, I didn't know where he went. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he uh, I believe he got cut. He got cut from the the the, the Vikings and signed, I guess, a free agent deal uh, with the uh, the the Redskins. So a couple of former Bulldogs already on this defense, uh, as you know, Montez, Montez Sweat, Sweat was yep. a first round pick of the Commanders uh, just a few years back. So. A good nucleus of Mississippi State players. 28 players now in the league for Mississippi State, either on active rosters or practice squads. Uh, and of course, you know, as we've pointed out many times before, it's the sheer number of impact players, of players that are you know, not just collecting a check in the NFL, uh, 
stars, Dak Prescott, Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, uh, Jeff Simmons, Elton Jenkins. Um, and then, you know, just Willie Gay is, is sort of slowly getting into that spot as well. I think, you know, you could probably call him a player of that nature. I just don't have a lot of doubt in my mind that Forbes is going to be there very soon. Now, you know, I'm not an NFL scout, nor have I ever played one on television, but I, I watch enough college football to know that a guy who picks off that many passes and has that kind of nose for the big play, that kind of nose for I mean, turn, turning defense into offense is something you talk about a lot in basketball. You don't talk about it a lot in football, but that's what Emmanuel Forbes does. I mean, if if you can get two touchdowns a game out of a a year out of a defensive player, I mean, usually those are game changing plays. I, I've said it many times. I would love to see the stat on it, but it feels like if there's a game where you have a pick six, most of the time that's enough to win. It wasn't for State against Kentucky this year, but for the most part, when you get a defensive player putting the ball in the end zone, that's just a huge boost. To, to what your your chances to winning and Forbes is a guy who gives you that so love this pick by the Commanders uh, and love this pick overall. What do you think of your? Let's talk a little draft before we uh, we switch gears. What do you think of your your pick by your Steelers, Broderick Jones, the big offensive tackle from Georgia? Yeah, I really like it. The Steelers' offensive line has left a lot to be desired the last couple of years when mm-hmm. that when they were kind of you know at their at their best. I, I say at their best, but really you know. That they weren't winning titles, but they were consistently good. Mm-hmm. About five or six years ago, they had you know uh, David DeCastro and the Pounce, the uh, the Pouncey, mm-hmm. one of the Pouncey brothers, and the offensive line just as a whole. Villanueva left tackle. It was just a solid unit, and you know it opened up some holes for Le'Veon Bell. Gave Ben Roethlisberger time. The offense was really clicking at that point. The last few years, it just hasn't been very good. And they've been really young for the most part. So I just want to see some consistency up there. I want to see – I've said this for a while. I want to see uh, Najee Harris have a little opening to run. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen what he can do when he has somebody hit him at the line of scrimmage and he powers forward for a couple yards. I want to see what he can do when he gets a little head of steam. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't had a whole lot of opportunities to do that. So I want to say that, and then, you know, obviously Kenny Pickett needs some time back there. So, I mean, I'll, I love the pick. Yeah. What do we think about Will Levis dropping this point? I, I feel like we're sort of justified at this point. We, we've been we've been vindicated. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, – it's back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, at some point you just – you have to see the film, mm-hmm. and you have to see that, that there's some alarming things. It just – it never made sense to me the hype that that guy was getting. I, I I completely get the intangibles that he has, some of the things that you just can't teach, the the arm strength, the size, the athletic ability, whatever. But, you know, when I'm watching Ole Miss Kentucky last year and the SEC Network broadcasters are saying, you know, there, there's literally no holes in this game. There's yeah, no, I'm like, what what are we – We're not how are you guys at this player. job? I, yeah. So I think what you're seeing right now is, like you said, I mean, it's some vindication. You're seeing that they're taking film over and over measurables at this point. You know, Bryce what? Young. Bryce Young is not your prototypical NFL quarterback. He goes number one overall because of what he did at Alabama. Right. You know what I think? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between Levis and Anthony Richardson, right? Yeah. I think Richardson not having as many reps on film helped him. Probably so. They're I mean, saying, you know, he's just a one-year starter. Yeah, and they're, like, we, there's still plenty of room there. 
two-year starter for Will Levis. And, of course, he had his time at Penn State where he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford, who's not a good college quarterback. I think people looked at that and were like, what What are we really looking at here? Let's watch, you know, and then you watch the film. The thing I said today on Sports Talk was, was there ever a game where you're just like, man, Will Levis is dominating out there? He's just, no. he can't, I mean, think about every great quarterback we've seen. And, and you and I have seen a ton covering Mississippi State, right? Never mind Dak Prescott, but all the good ones we've seen Joe Burrow, Tua, Bryce Young, Mac Jones. Um, I'm just trying to think around around the league, you know, Cam Newton. Uh, I mean, say hate or love him or hate him, Chad Kelly, uh, you know, KJ, the 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 Brandon Allen, Ryan, Mal- all these guys. They all had a game where it was like, man, they're just on fire and they're completing passes and they're leading their team up and down the field and they can't be stopped. And there was never a game like that for Will Loves. Never. Well, you, you know where you know when I really was like sold that he was not a good quarterback mm-hmm. was when when State played them and they took the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And they gave it to Rodriguez and yeah. they just said, we're just gonna let you, we're just gonna feed you. I mean, they stopped. Allowing him to try to take over the game, yeah. and he gets Ole Miss. He, he fumbles the football twice, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it, with the game on the line, he just he couldn't make plays. And how is that supposed to give you confidence going into the NFL? And I, I argued with so many Kentucky fans after that when I made that tweet about you know Bryce Young is better than Will Levis. And they're like, well, you know, imagine you know Bryce Young on the Kentucky roster. Yeah, that would be a significantly better team. It'd be better if you replace those two. Yeah, Will Levis would be even more exposed than he is, mm-hmm. and he would be a worse quarterback at Alabama, I think, than he is at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, and Bryce Young would would somehow make them make that Kentucky team significantly better and competitive. And that was not a great Alabama team last year. Without Bryce Young, they're in trouble. I mean, I'm talking nine yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's in trouble. Nine and three must be nice. Well, at, at Alabama, at Alabama, yeah. it is. No, you're absolutely correct. I agree with everything you just said. So, you know, I feel bad for Levis. He's sitting there in the green room still. I don't think his uh, situation is going to be a an, an Aaron Rodgers one where we're going to look back in a few years and he's the league MVP. What do you I like? hate I hate to laugh at this, but I just saw a tweet from the Sickos committee with a screenshot of of Will Levis in the draft room. Yeah. And it's like he's like his face is like he's in pain. Yeah, I mean I hate to laugh at that. I mean the guys on this- it sucks. It sucks. But he's a vi- he is a victim of ESPN and the SEC network and all these people hyping him up. And and any everybody who watched college football. I mean I, I'll tell you who you know. And the state fans don't like this guy. You know who didn't believe in Will Levis was Barrett Sali. Before the draft, like a couple months before the draft, he released a, a top ten list of top ten quarterbacks in the draft. He had Levis tenth. People lit into him, but he's. I'm like, Barrett watches these games. Yeah. He's doing the same thing we are. He's like, it doesn't make sense. So you get you get exposed in this league. Yeah. This this is this is a league where it either it can either make or break you. Yeah. If you're not able to compete in this league, if you're not able to show your stuff in this league, more often than not, you're not going to be very good in the NFL. But if you're winning. In this league, if you're Martin Emerson, and year one was a big part of Cleveland's defense, he he had some big plays as a rookie, and it's and you know no everybody laughed at him when he gave up that touchdown that time against Auburn, mm-hmm. but 
in reality, he was one of the highest-graded defensive backs in the SEC. Yes. He was under the radar. Nobody was really talking about him. And last year he was playing as a rookie because he played in this league. Yeah. If you're not able to compete at a, at a high level, if you're not able to, to really um, stand out in the SEC, then it's, it's going to be tough. Congrats to Emmanuel Forbes. We'll continue to watch the draft this weekend. Expect to see a couple more Bulldogs go. Probably not to, today on Friday, but on Saturday for sure you could hear Tyrus Wheat and Cam Young's name uh, called. Let's move on into the rest of the show. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. This weekend, should be some great weather out. Hopefully you get a chance to fire up the grill. Throw some steaks on there. Throw some beef on there. I think that's what I'm going to do. This my, my mom's coming into town, so I'm like, Mom, let's well, let's cook a little steak for Mom. Oh yeah, week. yeah. So you got to cook her something nice. She's coming to town. We got we have two massive performances to watch next week. We have the uh, eighth grade choir performance uh, that we're going to go to on Tuesday, and then on I believe on Friday or Thursday or Friday, I uh, will be going to see. Uh, hold on, I have a I have hold on. I have uh, some something. I have something to read about it. I was asked to promote this on my podcast. I don't nor- I, normally. I won't promote things for free on this podcast. But when you're my daughter, you can get that. But we're going to go see Matilda this weekend. A young girl learns how powerful knowledge is. With this power, she learns to rewrite her own story so she can take on an evil headmistress and her horrid parents. Matilda, the based on the book by uh, Ronald Dole. Yep. The Starville High School Drama Club putting that on this weekend. Super Talk Mississippi is a sponsor of that, too, so we can, it's all, it all works out. Are they really? Yeah. yeah, I asked if they would sponsor it, and they were like, yeah, sure. A couple hundred bucks. Sure. Super Talk is. They have have money to give. They got some money. So, beef, it's what's for dinner. Looking forward to some steaks this weekend. Add some spaghetti tonight, some meat sauce. It was good. I mean, that's. And in the last two days, the last two days for lunch, I've had Mississippi pot roast. See, so, we're talking. I, mean, I think after hamburgers, spaghetti is the red meat dish people eat the most. Could be, yep. yeah. Very easy. It's just it's simple to make. Yeah. And so good. Yeah. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. This weekend, if you're looking for a place to go out to eat, head over to Two Brothers. Grab you some smoked wings. Critically acclaimed as the best in town, even by Ole Miss fans on the 24-7 message board. Oh, is that what they said? That's what they're saying. Not on the Ole Miss message board, on your message board. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're talking about the people posing as Mississippi State fans on our That's board. what I'm talking about. Oh, there you go. So, if they like it, they must be good. If those people can be brought to say something nice about Mississippi, the start with Mississippi, you know it's good. Head over to Two Brothers, grab you some smoked wings. Grab my favorite, the chicken chipotle tacos. Grab Robbie's favorite, the pork belly tacos. Grab something, because it's all good at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great services, what every business likes to promise you. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you, and they have for 48 years. That's a long time, and that is getting the job done. And what more can you ask? So if you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. If you need service on those products, you just call them back. No 1-800 number, no call center across the, the ocean, no out-of-state technician who'll be there in a week to 10 days. No. All done then a couple hours of where you work, and a lot of times it's going to be done the very same day. That's a huge difference. That's the difference Advantage Business Systems gives you. 
601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue, the collegiate collection at The Rogue. I, I, you know, we had Zach Selman today on Sports Talk Mississippi, and after he got off the show with us, uh, Richard was asking me, he's like, you know, what do you want to see Zach Selman doing? And blah, blah. I was like, blah, 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 do this, this. And I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing a brand, uh, a logo shift either. Let's go to state script. And so that sparked up our text line. And as always, Robbie, everyone agreed with us that state script is the way to go. And I'm telling you that because there's a lot of great state script polos and pullovers available for you at The Rogue. Shop at The Rogue or shop online at therogue.com to find the great styles, colors, and the logos that you, the fans, want. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Dolce is the place to hit for breakfast here in Starkville. It's, 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 people are finding out. People are starting to know something, that something's up at 509 University Drive, and that's that. what's going on there is Dolce. Breakfast sandwiches, bagels, coffee. It's a great place for breakfast. It's a great place for lunch, too, with artisanal grilled cheese sandwiches. It's just a great place if you want a little treat, a little gelato in the mid-afternoon to pick you up. A little sweet treat for you. You deserve it. If you're a Mississippi State fan, sometimes you need a, you need a little pick-me-up. Head over to Dolce. 509 University Drive. It's Starkville's best-kept secret, but not for much longer. It's Dolce. They were close. Baseball was close. 8-7 final score. State walked off for the second game, SEC game in a row. So it, I, I believe this is correct. Seven of State's last eight games, win or loss, have been decided by one run. Ooh. That's, oh, man. that's pretty tough. I mean, State, when we look back at the end of this season, we're going to look back and say they had a lot of opportunities to be right there. Not only in the in the, the regional discussion, but to be in a hosting discussion. But they just gave things away. And tonight was kind of the same thing. You get out to a one nothing lead, but you load the bases with nobody out, and you only get one run in the top of the first. You gave away opportunities there. Yeah. Tennessee does that in the first, and they get four runs. And so it, so it just goes from there. State, uh, Kate Smith you know, got control after that, gave them three scoreless innings. And then they bring in Tyson Harden again, and I made this comment to you in a, in a group text. I said, it feels like Crystal Monis is either going to fix Tyson Harden or die trying. Well, it might be die trying because Harden gives up three runs there in the fifth, and that's kind of the difference. State's able to battle back, give them a ton of credit. They tie the game up in the ninth on a monster shot by Hunter Hines, but walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. Tennessee wins at 8-7. to seven. I give State credit. They came back. They fought hard. I thought they played pretty well. Getting good relief out of Tyler Davis was a very pleasant surprise. That's something that State could definitely use more of going forward. But at the end of the day, once again, it's not enough to win the game. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they they really fought back there. But it's hard not to pinpoint those two innings. The first inning, whenever they mm-hmm. blew a chance to really kind of get a big lead there. And then that, I think at the fifth inning when Tyson Harden came in, I'm, I'm not sure why you bring him in in that situation. It's still a manageable ball game. Tyson Harden has shown you absolutely nothing um, really since he got here. And Chris Simone just lit him on fire out there on the mound in front of the entire world the other night. And he's the first guy he runs to. On, on Thursday, I, I, I don't understand. But, uh, you know, then again, they put in Tyler Davis, and he throws his best appearance of the year 
and basically keeps them in the ballgame, gives them a chance. But it really feels like the the first inning and that fifth inning were, were the big blows. I mean, especially with how State was able to battle back. And who knows? Maybe they don't battle back like that if they have a big inning in the first. Maybe they don't – Maybe I don't know. The offense – the games turn out differently in different situations. But just, you know, looking at hindsight, you had a chance in that first inning with the bases loaded, a run already across and no outs. And you had three straight outs that didn't advance a runner. And – Really, in the first few I mean, innings, yeah. you had all some you gotta do is get a productive out there. You're, I mean, you're Just right. A, it's not even a fly a, ball. Yeah, they yeah. Did, they got none of that. They got two strikeouts from Kellen Clark and Slade Alford, and then a ground out or fly out, whatever it was from from Hancock. Yeah, Hello Hancock. And Hancock so, ends up making a big play later in the game. He had a two RBI double that cut the lead to seven to six. But again, I mean, you're right. When the base is loaded with nobody out, all you got to do is put the ball and play to the outfield, and you're going to get another run. That's the difference in the game. Yeah, you know, no, so, it was. So and and it, it's it's so like frustrating too. Like this team just finds new ways to lose. Like you get your bullpen to really shut things down there in the later innings. Your offense is starting to click. You get a huge home run from Hunter Hines. Everything is just coming together, and then like one pitch, the game's over. Mm-hmm. After you'd fought back, you get six consecutive runs. And then boom, they they win the ball game. But it kind of felt like it was heading that way anyway. Like it felt like State was going to end up using some some of their better pitchers and and using them up and still losing the ball game. I just like I never felt like State was going to win that game. But um, at the same time, you know you're facing a red hot Tennessee team and you're in the you're in the game with them. I mean, you you do have to like the fight from this team. It's just they they cannot win SEC games consistently. I'd... Yeah, if, if nothing else, you feel like they should be able to get one this weekend if they play like that. And, you know, if they can just cut down the mistakes a little bit. Uh, I don't think has State made a determination. I haven't seen anything, you know, press conference wise about who's going to go for them on Friday. Uh, I have not seen. I would imagine it's going to be Holcomb since they didn't use him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's you... a chance Gartman's back this week. I I don't know. Um. And looking at, at uh, the Q and A, I guess because uh, it finally adds it up. Gartman is Gartman is there, and it, uh, they have not made a decision. So, so it's uh, it's going to either be Gartman or, or Holcomb. I'll call Holcomb, yeah. If it, really, if, if they really would have had if they would have had like uh, you know a, a tie game in those middle innings, or mm-hmm. State would have had the lead, I think you go to Holcomb right there. Yeah, because you you have you really need to get. Assuming one he's game. not starting tomorrow, right? So, but I mean, even I mean, even then, like I would have gone with him if you have an opportunity to win the ball game, and that's one of your best. I would I would have gone to him yeah. in the middle innings because you you got to do what you can to find a way to win a game. But now you're still in pretty good shape for the weekend. You really need to win just at least win one game, um, and anything else from that. If you somehow stake the series, it's gravy. But it's just like it's tough seeing this team like scrap like this. I mean, because you know those guys are just absolutely frustrated. It, it seems like nothing goes right in these games that they lose, and they're losing games by one run. Yeah. Um. So it's just really they lost. A, they lost to Ole Miss two weeks ago by a run. They lost to Auburn twice. At the end of the day, Robbie, they just need to get a win this week. They get a yes. win this weekend. 
you can still talk about making it to Hoover and maybe possibly sneaking your way into a regional. Be tough, but if you get swept, it, it's certainly over. They can't have it's. That, it's uh, right now. You're looking at you know twelve is is twelve wins is like your best hope right now. And if you somehow can get to thirteen, thirteen, then, you're that's in. great. Thirteen. But if you can in, get to twelve, if you can just find a way to get five more, well, six more wins. Yeah. And that's going to be very difficult. I mean, you're in you're in the conversation when you go if you can make the SEC tournament. You need to get to you're Hoover. Probably win a couple there, but you're in the conversation. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Because of the way this shows, I mean, these are two pretty big stories. The South Carolina preview doesn't feel as big. I've got it ready. It'll be on the podcast feed, but but Robbie and I'll I'll just let that one go straight to podcast feed and not worry about talking about the Gamecocks. But we will come back to that next week. Because I think that's a big game for Mississippi State. I want to talk, get your thoughts on it. But for but for now, let's just uh, call it a night, and uh, we'll get this podcast wrapped up. I will be back on uh, Sunday to wrap up the series for Mississippi State. Uh, talk about what they did against Tennessee. We'll talk about the NFL draft and whoever else was picked uh, for the Bulldogs. And then next week we'll have a lot of spring. We'll wrap up all our spring uh, series with Tennessee, Texas A and M. And Vanderbilt get their their thought get uh, people's thoughts on those teams, and then we're going to start bringing on some national guys to talk not only about Mississippi State but just to talk about some college football in general, some some storylines that I'm interested in that maybe you guys are as well. I think it'll be a good time for us. All right, guys, have a great weekend, and Robbie, I'll be back with you very very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Drop the bombshell straight to the track The 21st century killing machine Burned on the inside of five-headed team Now I'm not the same Because you're not the same You're not the same A Super Talk Mississippi media production